Today's episode features China Moon, a cookbook by Barbara Tropp. I'll let you know all about the fresh ginger ice cream that I made, ginger moon cookies, prawn sandpot casserole, and a really cool, very unique snack mix called Chinese Cracker Jacks. For the random chef facts, Barbara Tropp is going to be the star of the show. I'll do the book review. Bluebell's favorite kitchen things is all about my favorite summertime tool. And I'll end with giving you the rolling results for week number 39. I hope you enjoy episode number 11. I'm Bluebell McDoobie, and this is Rolling for Recipes. I'm here to entertain, inspire, and encourage home cooks of all levels. If your cooking could use the warm, funny, guiding hand of a real-life grandma, that would be me, Bluebell McDoobie. Join me here each week on Rolling for Recipes. All right, let's get started. Let me just start off by saying that China Moon was a blast. A blast from the past, I should say, because this was one of the cookbooks that really got Big Papa going back in the day and expanding his cooking 25, 30 years ago. And this was a book that dove him into the intricacies of cooking more complicated dishes. And he really had to do a lot of prep work in this book because there's a whole chapter on the China Moon Pantry, which includes different types of oils and vinegars, infused vinegars, homemade spice blends, a lot of things that he had to make before he could cook anything out of this. So it was interesting for Junior and I to finally make something out of this book because it was always kind of intimidating in the past. China Moon, oh my goodness, that's an expert's cookbook, right? Well, luckily, both Junior and I were very happy with what we picked out to make and Everything that we made turned out beautifully, and I'm just going to give you the rundown here. I made the fresh ginger ice cream, and I have to say that I think that Barbara's method was spot on. She had you grate the ginger up, which really got it so that you're going to get the full essence of the ginger flavor out of that humble little root that I love so much, and the ice cream came out spectacular. It's, it's a total keeper recipe. I really enjoy making ice cream and it actually went really good with these little ginger cookies that Junior made. They're little ginger moons, kind of a flat, very thin, delicate little ginger cookie and it's cut in the shape of a half moon. And the very beautiful thing about this cookie is that Barbara has you put a tiny piece of crystallized ginger on one end of the crescent shaped moon and she calls it the lady in the moon. I thought that was pretty cute. And it did go really beautifully with the ice cream. I also made a prawn sand pot casserole with red Thai chili paste and corn. And that was a very fun dish to put together. And what I wanted to talk about with that dish in mind is that whenever you're making any type of Asian food, Always be prepared and get all of your ingredients in place, measured, cut up, diced up, chopped up, smashed, whatever it is you need to do. As long as you get everything organized ahead of time, you will enjoy that type of cooking because the actual cooking process 
stir fry is obviously a very quick method of cooking. What was different about this one was she had you marinate the prawns in an egg white and cornstarch and Chinese rice vinegar for several hours. And that is to protect the, the, the delicate flesh of the shrimp from getting overcooked. It kind of puts a coating on it that is a barrier, like a cushion against the heat. And the other part about this dish that was interesting was that the directions called for you to just lightly boil the shrimp, just flash boil them before you add them to the rest of the stir fried vegetables. And then it's all layered into a casserole and finished off on the stove with the sauce that has the Thai red chili paste in it. It was quite delicious. And I really do enjoy that very organized method of cooking. I don't know. It's just kind of fun. I, I enjoy getting everything together and know that I have everything majored out. So when I got that smoking hot wok and you have to add the ingredients so quickly, it's really nice to have everything just at your fingertips in the appropriate shape, size, quantity, whatever. So the last recipe I'm going to tell you about is the Chinese Cracker Jacks. Basically, it's just a nut mix that has a seasoned, slightly sweet coating on it. The first time that Vic Papa made the Chinese Cracker Jacks, he followed the directions exactly, and the flavor profile was great. However, the texture on the nuts had little clumps of, not burned, but just kind of coagulated <laughs> sugar lumps kind of stuck to the, to the nuts. And that was because the instructions called for you to have all of the spices, which included star anise, cinnamon, pepper, cloves, Sichuan peppercorns, and salt, and the half a cup of sugar. You're supposed to just shake that in a pan until the sugar dissolves. Well, I think that that was something that only would work in a professional kitchen, perhaps, because the sugar didn't melt. It really just kind of clumped up. So the second time that Big Papa made the snack mix, he went ahead and put that seasoning mix in a pan with a little bit of water and just melted it down that way. And then he tossed the toasted nuts into that mixture to coat them. They were perfect. Really, really tasty and definitely a repeat item in our house. All right, are you ready for random chef facts? I'm going to talk about Barbara Tropp this time. She's the author of China Moon. And I wanted to let you know about her because I thought she was really cool. She grew up in New Jersey, didn't learn to cook at home at all, wasn't exposed to Chinese food except through takeout on Friday night. And she became interested in Chinese culture after a high school art class. So she was known as an American chef, restaurateur, and food writer, and an Orientalist. And the reason that she's an Orientalist is she graduated with honors from Bernard College with her degree in Oriental Studies. She loved it so much that she went on to Princeton University and got a master's in Chinese literature and art. Wow, right? She then got a fellowship and was encouraged by her professors to study poetry at the National Taiwan University. While she was living in Taiwan and working on her doctorate, she lived with two different host families. And luckily, those two families both cooked traditional Chinese food, and she learned from them how to cook. So when she returned to the U.S., she was fluent in Mandarin. 
just really becoming quite the expert. And she became so obsessed with Chinese food that she struggled to complete her thesis and she ended up abandoning it after the fellowship funds ran out. She continued to work on her cooking skills, read everything she could find, and became just quite the American expert on Chinese cooking. James Beard asked her to write her book, Modern Art of Chinese Cooking Techniques, in 1982. And then, in 1989, she was listed in the Who's Who of Food and Beverage in America. She got that James Beard Award. She was called the Julia Child of Chinese Cooking. And she opened her very successful restaurant, China Moon, in San Francisco in 1983. In 1992, she released the companion book, China Moon. Unfortunately, ovarian cancer did run in Barbara Tropp's family. Her mother had passed away. Her sister also got ovarian cancer. And she was, Barbara Tropp was diagnosed in 1994. She ended up selling the restaurant in 1996 as her health declined. And even though we lost her at such a young age, Wikipedia says that she was either 52 or 53. They weren't quite sure. Although we lost this woman way too early in her life, she has left us with this legacy of fine Chinese fusion cooking. And for my family, she's left us with a lot of really great memories too. Way to go, Barbara. Well, this cookbook is not for the faint of heart. Let me just put it that way. It's not that the recipes are hard. It's just that the methods and the ingredients that Barbara Tropp prescribes are a little bit complicated. As I mentioned in the recipe review part, there is an entire section at the beginning of the book called the China Moon Pantry. And that's where Barbara has all the recipes for the house-infused oils, vinegars, and the homemade spice blends that you need to have on hand make, I would say, a good 90% of the recipes in this book. So that being said, it is a skill-building cookbook. I think that it's a great cookbook for learning about foundations of flavor. It is credited as being one of the first fusion cuisine cookbooks that successfully brought together Chinese and European-American mainstream cooking. That was according to the, to the New York Times. And uh, it won awards. It won the International Association of Culinary Professionals Award. You can find a flavor profile that will suit anyone. There's a chicken nugget recipe in there that Big Papa used to make way back in the day for the kids when, when my children, who are now adults, were kids. And they're sesame crusted little chicken, bite-sized chicken pieces. And I remember that they use the same technique as the shrimp with the velveting technique with the egg white and cornstarch marinade that Barbara Tropp has you use. It really works great. So the bottom line on my review for this cookbook is that it's near and dear to my heart and one that has lots of family memories, but even for someone such as yourself who might not have a history with this cookbook, it would definitely be one that I would say that you would want to keep an eye out for. I think it's a collector's item and it's a, it's a unique book because Barbara herself was a very unique woman. 
And I think she had a very unique perspective on Chinese cooking, being that she wasn't a native of China and that she learned all of it, but she loved it. It was like she learned all about this culture. She opened this restaurant, wrote this cookbook. I think that I think that she really loved that culture and that food and that shows in her recipes and her love for the Chinese culture and the people. Okay, time for one of my favorite parts again, talking about Lubell's favorite kitchen things. Well, if you've been watching me, listening to me, following me for the last couple of months, you'll know that I love to make ice cream. So when I made the ginger ice cream from China Moon, it made me think about sharing with you what I use for my ice cream maker. I have the Gourmia, that's G-O-U-R-M-I-A, and the model is the GSI-170. This little three-pint ice cream maker, I like it because it's sleek, it's compact, it's about nine inches round, and it's about nine inches tall. It has a digital timer. I don't, you know, this is really the first commercial ice cream maker I've ever had. And I'm not sure if they all work the same way or not, but mine has an insert that you take out and stick into the freezer. So it's like got this rock hard, really cold container that you pour your ice cream into to churn, to churn the ice cream in the machine. So I thought it was very interesting to look up and see that the cost of this ice cream maker is running about 80, 80 bucks right now. And I looked back and we bought this ice cream maker in 2017 for $45. Wow. I guess that's what inflation is doing to us right now, huh? So you better keep cooking at home. You're for sure going to save a little bit of cash and be able to buy yourself an ice cream maker if you just cook at home. So yeah, I really love my ice cream maker. And I hope that you give it a try sometime if you haven't tried making ice cream yet. It's very rewarding. Okay, are you ready for the rolling results for week number 39? Well, believe it or not, it's another food and wine book, but it's not the best of the best cookbook recipes, food and wine book. This one is the food and wine annual cookbook from 2011. So this is different from the best of the best cookbooks that I've talked about a couple of times now because this one is based off of the magazine itself. So this is not a compilation of different recipes pulled from cookbooks. This is from the magazine and it has over 700 recipes with contributors like Tyler Florence and Tom Douglas. You guessed it. This is again one of our favorite styles of cookbooks. It's just packed with so many different ideas that there's just no way you're not going to find something you want to make. So that is week number 39, Food and Wine's annual cookbook from 2011. And you'll be hearing all about that book, episode number 12. Okay, that's 
concludes another episode of Rolling for Recipes. And I really do hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it that you can take back to your own kitchen and enjoy your cooking just a little bit more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Rolling for Recipes. I share lots of great cooking videos, especially on my stories. You can also follow Lubel McDoobie on Instagram. That's where I like to post my behind the scenes, making a podcast from scratch goofiness that I have going on. So I'd love it if you'd follow both of those and also encourage your friends and family to listen to Rolling for Recipes podcast if they are someone who could use a little bit of me in their lives and in their kitchen. So keep cooking and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks again for all your support. Bluebell McDoobie signing out. <laughs>